This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. This is another Astros podcast. Ariel with the orange batting gloves and the black bat curled over his head. He's ready. Anderson's 0-2, and that's grounded left side to his left. Cozart, third baseman up with it, throws across in time, and that is the ball game. Los Angeles Angels of Anaheim take game one of this three-game set, winning tonight by a final of 2-1, as the Angels and Astros now in a virtual tie for first place atop the AL West. This is the manager show before the second game of a three-game series with the Angels, and A.J. Hinch, 44 years old today, happy birthday. Thanks. Yeah, that's a, uh, uh, I'm getting more mature by the, by the day, I think, in, in this job and in, in, uh, in life in general. So it's nice. Great text messages and Twitter messages, Instagram messages from, from family, from friends, from fans, and a and, uh, cool day to get a win. All back to college, friends back to college. Back even further than that, or no? Yeah, no. I mean, I'm, I mean, people that I grew up with, and and uh, one thing about having a public job like yeah. this is people will be reminded over and over again when something something like this happens. So, uh, really appreciative. Good day, and I hope it ends in a win. And it's a good day today to have Garrett Cole on the mound. It's always a good day. Could you have imagined when you when you acquired Garrett Cole that he would be this dominant? I mean, I don't think anybody could. Could well, they? Well, we, we thought he was good. I mean, he has great ingredients to be good. He'd been good before in the big leagues. I think to be this consistent and dominant as he's been is pretty remarkable. Um, he's he's so good at preparing. He's so good at executing his game plan. He's been as locked in as any pitcher in baseball. And 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 there's not a guy in our clubhouse that doesn't feel wonderful about coming to the ballpark today, knowing Garrett Cole's pitching. Yeah. Uh, put up a few runs. Uh, you know, he's very intimidating guy to send out of the mound against the opponent. It's easy to talk about some of the talent that you have in the starting rotation, but you got to have somebody to guide him. And Brent Strom does a great job, and you got to know him pretty well uh, when you were with Kansas City. But now in the last three years, what, what do you appreciate most about Stromy? You know, really his intellectual curiosity. I mean, he, he doesn't get a ton of credit uh, that he deserves just because he's behind the scenes and in the trenches and you know, how he works um, through the pitching staff, both psychologically and the physical mechanics. He's a relentless worker. You know, we yeah. joke about him. He's, you know, he's so experienced and has been around the game a long time. But he cares as much as any coach I've ever been around, either yeah. as a player or as a, as a manager. And, and to watch him develop relationships with, um, you know, youngsters that come up for the first time all the way to, to veterans like Justin Verlander and Garrett Cole and, and, and the likes. It's, it's a remarkable skill that he has to be a people connector. When you were coming through baseball, didn't you kind of notice that some managers or some coaches were better with young guys and not so good with older guys and vice versa? And, and it's special when you can blend with both. It is, and it's a skill that, that good coaches have. And, and, you know, the guy that's too hard on the young guys and doesn't doesn't respect the difficult you know, track that you have to take to, to be good is, is going to lose some guys. The guy that's um, that doesn't earn the respect and credibility with the veteran player is going to have a hard time. The guy that can do it all is... Uh, are, are sprinkled throughout this league, and and we have a lot of them on this staff. And I, you know, I, I, I applaud Jeff and and you know, obviously our coaching staff for being able to be flexible enough to 
to deal with older players that have that are pretty stuck in their ways and also hungry enough to develop the youngsters. What's it like in the dugout during the course of a game? Uh, whose eyes do you use? Or do you use yours, I'm sure, mostly? But mm-hmm. do you talk to Strong and say, hey, what are you seeing with his mechanics? Yeah, I mean, I always, I always use my own eyes. I trust myself the most, but I, but I certainly bounce a lot. I'll, I'm talking all the time to... Uh, mostly two people, mostly Joe Espada and, and, and Brent Strom on the pitching side and mm-hmm. um, either trying to confirm what I see or, yeah. or trying to be challenged with what I see. And those guys give me honest opinion, honest feedback. Um, I expect Stromi to know the pitchers um, equal to or better than me just because he's around them so much. And their tendencies, their their approach, their fatigue level, their um, sort of their willpower, all everything that, that has to happen at the decision point of a uh, of taking a pitcher out or who to put in or who matches up best. It's a it's a group effort that I ultimately am responsible for, but I lean on him heavily. Last thing, AJ, Jaime Berea. You haven't seen him yet, but uh, when you when you hear about him and you watch a little bit, it reminds you maybe of Rogelio Armenteros, just a, a pitcher moving the ball around. Yeah, it's a good connection. He's got a lot of pitches. You got to navigate through the through the strike zone. You got to find a pitch in, in location that you're looking for and. And, and put a good swing on it. He will try to disrupt timing, very similar to Armenteros and some of the some of the guys that don't necessarily throw hard, but they um, they have an array of weapons that they come at you. So get a strike, get the strike that you want, put a good swing on it, hit it hard. 44-year-old A.J. Hinch, good luck tonight. Thank you, buddy. Back with more Astro Launch right after this. The Houston Astros Radio Network. 3-1. And Springer drills this one pretty deep to left center field. And you can kiss that one goodbye. Robert Ford, Steve Sparks. This is big boy baseball. This is the Houston Astros Radio Network. Welcome back. Robert Ford joined by Astros designated hitter Evan Gaddis. Been swinging the bat a lot better lately. Uh, Six-game hit streak, extra base hits in in your last three games. Uh, Feeling pretty good at the plate right now? Yeah, yeah, I think it's good to uh, start hitting, uh, driving more balls. And Gaddis pokes this one to left field, and that is a no-doubter. A two-run shot by Gaddis. Has he been looking better at the plate lately or what? And, um, you know, hit the home run off Fister. That was good to uh, just kind of put that feeling back in your memory, you know. And um, from there, I feel like you can kind of take that approach and just, uh, you know, build on it. What has it been for you? Has it been approach? Has it been mechanical? Has it been a little bit of both? Like all the drills and everything I've been doing have all kind of stayed the same. It's just uh, in batting practice on the field, I've been trying to drive the ball out to right field, and I think it uh, it does something for my timing and I think my uh, my intent. You know, it just uh, it's like I'm not I'm hitting. I'm not batting. I'm like trying to drive the ball. You know what I mean? That seems to be the key for most hitters when when they're scuffling, whether you're a pull hitter or whatever, is to try and take the ball the other way, right? Yeah, I don't know what it is. Uh, For me, I think it's timing. Um, Yeah, and I mean, you end up pulling the ball. Like, like, the last three X-ray hits have been pulled, but in batting practice, I think working the other way does something for the timing. You've gotten to catch a couple of games late in games and blowouts for the Astros. Haven't started a game behind the plate. Does that... Uh, change things for you at all? I mean, of course, you've d- DH'd a lot in your career. No, I just want to uh, want to be good at it. I want to, I want to DH well. I want to hit. And, uh, you know, I think it would be better for me long term. And um, so I'm, I'm happy with my role. I just want to do the job well. What do you do between at-bats? Are you a guy who's down in the clubhouse looking at a lot of video? Or what do you do in between at-bats when you DH? Uh, just kind of watching what he's doing. I 
don't I don't watch a ton of video, um, but I definitely I prepare if it's a, a new guy coming in, just to, a refresher, see what he's going to do, see what he's going to try to do, and then um, depends on how my swing is feeling or my previous at bat. If I'm feeling good at the plate, um, then maybe I'll uh, I won't take swings if. Uh, if I kind of want to feel something, I, I'll go take some swings, do a couple drills, and uh, get loose. Is there kind of a fine line between doing not doing too much but doing just enough to stay sharp between at-bats? Yeah, it's for me, I, I have a hard time getting out and not, like, uh, doing something beforehand. Like, I mean, some people can show up and hit in the game, yeah. and they do. And, like, I just could never – I would be – I would – Something about it's just the way I am. I think I don't think I'd be able to to go make it out and be like, well, like, and and not prepare, you know? Yeah. World Series champion last year, of course. What was the uh, coolest thing you've gotten to do since winning the World Series? The parade. Parade was the best day of my life. What was so cool about the parade for you? It's just incredible, like the the sound and just. Everything about it was, uh, like, I just unforgettable. Like, I was driving through downtown the other day on the way to the stadium, on the way to Minute Maid. And uh, just, like, I'm like, wow, this is a parade route. Like, this tunnel was filled with people or this, like, uh, you know, this parking garage and just seeing all this, the familiar things. I'll never be able to see that. I'll never be able to see that place. Uh, never be able to see that place the same again. It was incredible. Is it, is, I mean, obviously, when you win a championship, you know there's going to be a parade. But is it one of those things you just can't really anticipate what it's going to be like? No, I had no idea. Like, uh, the security guy was like, I know you're just kind of going through the motions right now, but be prepared. You might, like, you're about to, this is going to be incredible. <laughs> so he was doing the, I think he did the Cubs one the year before. So it was, uh, yeah, incredible day. Evan Gaddis, thanks so much for joining us and continued success. Thanks. Appreciate it, Robert. Robert Ford. Back at the wall, looking up. Steve Sparks. These fans are ringside at one of the best boxing matches they'll ever see. The Houston Astros on your radio all summer long. Hey, Rob Bradford here. You guys know I'm always up for a good MVP story. And one of the best stories is Wasabi Technology. Wasabi is the world's hottest cloud storage company, and it's become the go-to provider for professional and collegiate sports teams, including 20 major league baseball teams like the Red Sox and NHL teams like the Bruins and Vancouver Canucks. Even the Liverpool Football Club is getting in on Wasabi action. So why is Wasabi the MVP? Well, Wasabi was purpose-built to free businesses from skyrocketing storage costs and unpredictable transaction fees that the Amazons of the world are charging. In fact, Wasabi is up to 80% less than those hyperscalers and doesn't charge a cent for businesses to access their data from Wasabi's AI-enabled intelligent media storage, Wasabi Air, to the industry's only cloud storage service with triple protection against cyber criminals, data deletion, and ransomware. Wasabi's taking the lead in driving innovation in data storage and helping sports teams to unleash the power of their data. Wasabi, another Boston-based championship team.